Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday featuring independent and emerging artists and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thank you so much for listening. The spotlight is on a soulful pop singer-songwriter out of Central Alberta this week. Her name is Kayla Williams. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. So, first of all, thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday, Kayla. And I have a little bit about you here, and then I'm going to get you to tell us more about you in your own words. But you have been performing since you were three years old. You've had that performing bug. According to your mom, you were singing in the bathtub. You already kind of knew this is what you wanted to do at a very young age. You're currently a full-time musician and you also teach piano and acting and as a vocal instructor as well. So we're going to talk about all of that here coming up, but tell us a bit more about yourself in your own words. Yeah. So definitely got the singing bug as a child and that's what I was known to be doing all the time. And that never really went away. And as I was growing up, I just delved into a lot of oldies is kind of my vibe. Beach Boys, Steely Dan, Fleetwood Mac. That was sort of what my parents were up to. So it's in my veins to not emulate, but I definitely have the influence of that oldies kind of style in my writing. And then went on to college. I got a music diploma, continued on from there, did some solo work myself. Then I've been in a couple duos for many years. One is completely different. It's a comedic music duo. So very (laughs) random, very different. And then a music duo. I'm, you know, working with lots of different projects, get hired on as a vocalist, some acting here and there. In the last few years, so about four years, I really put some focus back on my solo music, just delved in and started recording with some awesome people, some awesome people. So Keith West, I recorded with in Red Deer. And then most recently, Spencer Shane out of OCL Studios, which is super exciting. And yeah, just knowing and working with these amazing amazing humans and kind of just trying to focus in on these originals again these very oldies influenced very pop based originals yeah your solo music is focused on everything from the 60s all the way to the 80s with a synth pop sound and you've been influenced by Fleetwood Mac to Cyndi Lauper and Brian Wilson so you said growing up that this was kind of your vibe when you were listening to music but how have you incorporated that into your own sound and your own messages When I was 15, I was sitting there listening to Pet Sounds, which is a Beach Boys record, and obsessing and tearing this stuff apart. Like, I was in a state of complete depression, in a sense, because I found this most beautiful music in the world and could not even handle it. So I'd be sitting around watching biographies and ripping apart their songs. And for me, it was the harmonies, the vocals of that band are just incredible. And they just have these, and songwriting, it's super heartfelt, like not the surf stuff originally but yeah it dives into this really intense deep subject matter which I just loved for me that was the mechanism in terms of my own songwriting wanting to focus a lot on vocals and have lots of harmonies so that's my biggest influence probably and all the other bands like that Cindy Lauper I mean just strong female vocals Fleetwood Mac you've got Stevie Nicks amazing so my passion has always been voice first but I've been songwriting yeah since I was probably 12 as well frankly probably younger than that but we won't count those as real songs so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's in my blood those really melodic hooks and then really nice layered harmonies is my vibe and I just love it all so right now I'm more influenced my writing is a little bit more into the 70s influence but my previous releases definitely can get the 80s vibe which I also love well that's absolutely incredible so songwriting has always been a really big passion for you and you have used it as a vehicle for self-expression and you pour your feelings and emotions and experiences into making very memorable songs. Now, when people listen to your music, what would 
do you like them to take away from it? It depends on the song. I think there's a few that are based around really intense, deep feelings. My first single, One More Dose, was very heartbroken, essentially, and wanting to, you know, express that feeling that we all get in those post-breakup moments. And then since then, I've really got into Parking Lot. My one single is very much more basically the band vibe hanging out with all your musician friends after a show the high you get on stage my most recent single stealing from me is was all about the pandemic so feelings of being an artist in this crazy time and so isolated in many ways and so taken away from our you know norm and as so many people are but I feel the arts are seriously being affected and that live show experience has just disappeared not entirely but in a lot of ways so it's tough it's a tough time to be an artist and persevering through that so in many ways lyrically it's it's all the things it's the range of human emotion and then most recently even though that's been a really tough situation it's the hope of everything going on you know there's still hope for us there's always room for music no one will ever stop enjoying it or appreciating it so I just want to be a voice in that realm basically not to give up there's no reason to we you know (laughs) it can feel like it but if you have that passion and you know those songwriting like you said it's it's definitely therapeutic it's just a kind of a non-question I have to do it it was a very hard path I wouldn't choose it if I was trying to be (laughs) like loaded and you know have a really stable career structure it's more just when you have that in your heart it's hard not to follow it definitely now you are an independent musician and what are some of the struggles that you may have experienced as an independent artist and what are some of the highlights Struggles would definitely be this incredibly challenging industry, not realizing when I got into it that just being singer and a songwriter is not your just sole job, right? You've got everything from a publisher to a producer to a tour manager to a booker to an agent like you are everything you're so like when you're this independent and you don't have a team yet it's a lot and I don't think I realized the challenges that would come with how much work you'll have to do and how many different roles you'll take as a musician it's not just the one thing and maybe a lot of people don't know that and then the financial struggle initially and even right now I do apply for grants but you know haven't got a ton of funding I know it's coming. I'm going to work until I get it. But yeah, it's tough, right? So a lot of times you're delving in and spending a lot of money. Some people go into personal debt to produce music. It's very expensive going into the studio. So I probably the biggest challenges you got to get creative and usually gig money was a lot of, you know, the supplemental things that we were going into that. So that's been a little interesting and tricky. But yeah, so that's challenging. But the great parts are I mean, there's nothing like being on stage. There's nothing like the high that you get, the natural high of, you know, being around a crowd of people and expressing yourself. For me, the recording side of it's super, super interesting too. I love recording and stacking things together and seeing a song come to life. And I'd say the camaraderie. I mean, I've done, I'm in the comedy industry, which is very different than the music industry. And it's very, I mean, there's competition, but I'd say there's a lot of support. I have so many musician friends that are just rooting for me and I'm rooting for them. And we're all celebrating each other's and there's room for everybody. It's just exciting to see other people, you know, doing what they love as well. Oh, definitely for sure. And we're going to talk about your song parking lot here in a second, but I want to hear about your comedy career. Tell us a bit about that. (laughs) So the band is called the dirty show and it's about what it sounds like. Very comedic Two women doing realistic songs about everything in life. Very 
adult rated subjects. So we won't <laughs> discuss the song titles here, but yes, it was a, a very R rated show. Double R rated is what we used to say. So it was interesting because we'd start with music gigs and then we kind of started getting into the comedy scenes and, you know, it took us all the way to Australia. We toured there and did the Melbourne International Comedy Fest, which was crazy back in 2015. Yeah, lots of opportunities that struck up. We did at one point showcase for Just for Laughs, didn't make it all the way out there, but it was super, super cool. So just lots of opportunity. It's just such a different industry. <laughs> such a different industry and different crowds but to me that's probably where even if you see my regular pop music show my banter in between is going to be very light and comedic because I love entertaining and the sound of laughter totally fills my soul and if I had a show that was just dead serious and no one was laughing I'd feel empty so (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) that's pretty cool well we're excited to see you in concert pretty darn soon here because the summer's coming up and hopefully things do open up and we're going to talk about your last summer and also a pretty big performance you had at the winter games but first you did mention parking lot and a little bit about it a couple of minutes ago but let's dive deeper into it before we play it tell us a bit about parking lot yeah so this one was in 2018 i released it super fun, upbeat, complete 80s vibe, synth pop. That's all I can say. It's layered with synth. This recording is everything I love about the 80s. Like again, really lighthearted. I I have a tendency to write slow, sad, pretty songs. This is the opposite. And just all about being with your friends, enjoying summer and the after show glow. Here is Parking Law by our guest at Kayla Williams. It was the start of June, but the night was
there is parking lot by our guest, Kayla Williams. Now you are a very gifted performer. So it's no surprise. You got to perform at the Canadian winter games at the NMAX Centrium. You were also asked to pen a song inspired by the athletes and the overall sense of community. And it sparked a big event in itself. And that was two years ago. That must've been a dream. I was like, I'll never forget that. I don't know if I'll ever have an arena show again. So that was a serious highlight. Yeah, crazy experience. And I was reached out to by the, I guess, team on the Canada Winter Games. It was nothing to do with the city. And they were just looking for a local performer because there was also Scott Hellman performing and just like amazing. I I got to meet some of these people. Super cool. And they were looking for a local artist and they were going to use one of my original songs I'd already released, but said that it wasn't, it was like a heartbreak song, a summer song. So they were like, can you do something for us very specifically to the games and to the athletes so I wrote the song something right and that one again very lighthearted too, kind of 80s vibes as well because that was the phase I was in and lyrically so relatable for anyone kind of coming up into their own and I tried to keep it open that even thinking of myself as a musician when I was a kid living in very you know central Alberta vibes lots of flatlands and (laughs) you know certain inspiration like I think having half the year being in complete darkness being this was the winter games you know that has an effect on the Canadian population and for so many young art you know young people they'll turn to like winter sports and that's what this thing was all about up and coming athletes and so it was obviously for them but I could kind of wrote it that even if you're a young person who is an artist or a musician or anyone someone who had that time to delve into themselves and follow your dreams and focus on that that's kind of what the lyrical content was there and it was just an incredible experience playing in an arena thousands of people it was filmed on TSN which is just crazy of course not expecting that my first TV performance would ever be on a sports network not (laughs) not in a million years would I expect that so that was just crazy and what a and it was one song and those three minutes it's couldn't have gone faster. It felt like it was over in three seconds, but so cool. I bet that sounds like it would be incredible. Now, you actually said you probably performed more gigs last summer than in previous years, possibly, which really showed that people were itching to get back to pre-pandemic performances last summer, which was true because I feel like I went to more shows last fall and summer than I've done in about three and a half years. So you also mentioned that COVID rules, they have dictated that the audience members also must remain in their seats during a performance, but you said it actually makes for a more attentive audience. What was your experience? Yeah, I played a lot of private backyard concerts, some city events, patio events, and honestly, it just ended up being so busy. I thought, you know, no festivals are running. We're going to have just a dry summer. It's going to be a vacation year (laughs) and ended up just being packed for me. It was great. And it was just like an interesting vibe to see the audience be so engaged. I think it's a little different than if we're in a bar setting and people are just used to it. They're drinking They're Sometimes you're getting some engagement. Sometimes you're not, you never know what you're going to expect. So in this situation, I feel people, yeah, having been deprived for a little bit, it was full focus. There was moments in gigs. It was dead silent and it was disturbing as the artist who's used to an ambient crowd you know sound it was really weird I was like this is scary you're really listening to me but it was great because when do you get that kind of engagement it's not every show so I found it to be a kind of more positive experience as the artist that's pretty exciting now I feel like we're kind of living on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis these days when it comes to booking shows or seeing shows or anything like that, just waiting for things to open up here in Alberta. But what are you hoping for this summer of 2021? 
Oh, I'm hoping for the exact same thing. If, you know, please, if we can't have the indoor gigs, oh, I hope we can have the outdoor ones again. It was just so, so, I don't know, fulfilling, right? It felt better than any other performance, even the small ones, because you miss it for a while. And now we haven't had, I, my last gig was my release show that I did in October, which I was lucky and got it in just on the line before everything shut down again, which was indoors. But yeah, that was the last real performance I had inside. And then we all just have been, you know, doing the live stream thing, which is okay. But I think for someone who's such a soul fills up on the stage, you just miss it. It's different without having that connection. So I'm just hoping to have some outdoor shows, some backyard concerts. If not, I will make it happen. I <laughs> I know enough people that are excited about music. I've had some people already start reaching out to me now and be like, I'm itching, you know, for this live scene. Can you play us a show this summer? And I'm like, a hundred percent. Let's organize it. Do it up. Now you have been able to connect with people in another way. You earned a diploma at Red Deer College in Music, and that has allowed you to have some awesome opportunities. And one of them is teaching. So besides your performing and recording schedule, you teach voice lessons and piano lessons. How has that influenced your sound and your work? And tell us a bit about your teachings and who you teach. So I really got into the coaching side of things just because of, again, the passion I have for voice. It's such a complex instrument. I think a lot of people discount the in-depth part of this instrument. You know, it's in our bodies, which is kind of mysterious, but it's so fascinating how this thing gets controlled. There's hundreds of intricate little muscles in there. It's pretty interesting. So I just got into it after college and really started working with other coaches who are just amazing and other workshops and doing my own research. So I'm super into voice science is what I like to call it. This is what my voice coach calls it. And it's just that in-depth stuff that like a lot of people don't think about behind the scenes. So, so fascinating to me. Piano, because that was my sort of secondary. That's where I write my songs and perform with. I mean, it's still a passion, but voice voice is like tip top for me. So piano is sort of the vehicle where I write songs I can play. I figured, yeah, I mean, I can share that knowledge. And for me, getting new people interested in it and seeing, you know, them discover their voice, just get that fulfillment and confidence in it is just so fulfilling as well. So I love the coaching side of things. And I work with everybody. I work with beginners. I work with other artists. It's a little bit of everything. I think everybody has a voice. We all can find that we can all get better at singing, just like you can get better at any other activity or skill you put your time into. So it's exciting to see people develop that skill. I love it. That is so great to hear. Now, stealing from my youth, the theme of the song came out when you wrote the song in the midst of all the chaos, when we were mostly housebound. You spoke about it a bit earlier, but let's go into it a bit deeper. Tell us about stealing from my youth that came out on October 23rd of last year. Yeah. So I wrote that in May, I believe of 2020. And this was, you know, just into the start of the pandemic. And I was fairly depressed. I can probably guess many others were as well. Very uncertain and scared about where my even music career was going or what was happening. I had actually just finished in the fall of 2019, the program with CMI with Canada's Music Incubator, which was such an amazing and expansive experience. You know, they just blew my mind open with the industry, music industry information. And so I was so excited, ready to go, doing all this work. And then, of course, everything got shut down. It was an uncertain moment. So the song really came to me one day. I hadn't actually been touching music at all. I barely played or sang, which is not like me. And I sat down one day and the song just sort of poured out. And it was just all my feelings on being so removed and so separated from everybody and so scared. Keg really being, I know this is stealing a few days from my youth. It's just feeling for me too in still my prime, I'm going to say, and single AF. And, you know, I uh, I was like, you know, I was thinking that 2020 would be my year of singledom and the pandemic sealed that right shut. So I mean, it's probably a good thing. I don't, I am okay. That's 
it's actually a cool experience that came out of it. I've really grown to love my own company and be so cool. Maybe too good being alone now that I'm like, I don't want anything to mess this up. My standards are really high, but that's okay. So yeah, this song was just like feeling that I don't have my community. I'm not being able to go and do the things I want to do, have the gigs I want to play, meet people I want to meet. Felt like it was taking from the precious youth that we have. But I mean, there's hope. There's hope within the song. Laced in there is also feelings of we can get through this. We'll rock this. There's always going to be opportunity and we're going to come out stronger. And I also think going into that slowdown was really good for everybody. And I think we didn't know we needed it, but a lot of people's mental health taking a bit of a break, even though it's been challenging, it's really made you face inward for me anyway, go really deep inward and kind of look at all that stuff under the surface that we sometimes are too busy to look at. Here is the song Stealing From My Youth by our guest, Kayla Williams. Stop it, stop it. There's not more hurt than you can do.
from my youth and that song as well as the song you heard a bit earlier parking lot and all of her music is available on all streaming platforms right now you can also find her on all social media platforms including patreon for more info about her big thanks going out to kayla for chatting this week for one to watch wednesday presented by studio b my name is sarah scott thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day 